0: Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks.
1: In this episode, meet an award-winning history writer for all ages, Anne Bosom; best-selling author and physician, Matt McCarthy, and spiritual advisor and advocate against capital punishment, Sister Helen Perjan. From potentially life-threatening illnesses to the death penalty as part of our criminal justice system, the often overlooked and complicated topics explored by each of these authors will educate and inspire listeners. Plus, discover which author's family would schedule road trips around each release of the Harry Potter audiobooks. Enjoy. Hi, this is Anne Bossom. I'm the author of Viral, The Fight Against AIDS in America. School kids ask me all the time, how do you choose the topics for your books? And it took me a while to figure out that actually I don't choose the topics, they choose me. And that was certainly the case with Viral. It's a book that grew out of a previous title that I'd written about gay rights history. And often one project will lead to another, and that was definitely the case here. I had written about the Stonewall riots and how those influenced the development of the gay movement and all of the the work that was built on top of those riots and the consequences that came in the following decades, including the spread of HIV through the gay community and others. That was important history in my lifetime, and so I brought that personal connection to it. But it was also history that's Almost been lost by younger generations. If you didn't grow up with it, you would have no idea how devastating AIDS was those early years. You wouldn't know how many people had died, how frightening it was, how political AIDS was. It wasn't just a scientific challenge, it was also a medical challenge and a political challenge. So I wanted young people to have some sense of the beginning of the AIDS pandemic that we live with today. The deeper I got into the research for this book, the more threads were clearly there to be pulled together. The medical mystery, the social justice fight, the life and death struggles of the people who were infected, the triumph of survivals and the losses that were just crushing for friends and family. And just this epic scale of disruption and death constantly continuing in a background of fear and uncertainty. And so there's an emotional intensity to all of those threads. The other thing I'd say is I felt like I was paying homage to people who weren't here to speak for themselves anymore, who had given brilliant speeches like Vito Russo does in Chapter 9, or as is portrayed in the epilogue, comments that Bob Rafsky made near the end of his life. And finally, the chapter I think that meant the most to me to write, and it was one that I wrote out of sequence early on, was Chapter 12, Lost. And that was my effort to try to humanize the scale of the destruction of HIV and just the range of people who were killed by it, and how an entire generation of creative, forceful people was lost. And I think that that will be a very moving chapter to hear. Whoever had the idea to put stories on tape and CDs and turn them into MP3 files, that was just brilliant to make them portable. And it was invaluable as a parent to be able to get in a car for a long car ride and plug in an audio book and the miles would just melt away. That's the main way I use them myself, even driving alone is accompaniment on the road. But I have to be careful what I choose or where I play them because it can become so engrossing. I have to remind myself, nope, got to focus on the road, got to turn that off. And I can remember particularly falling in love with the Harry Potter audio books that Jim Dale did. My kids grew up volume by volume in real time with Harry Potter, and we would literally adjust our trip planning for road trips for the release of the next audiobook. I think we drove all the way to California once with one of those. They just are magic.
0: Hi, this is Matt McCarthy, author of Superbugs, The Race to Stop an Epidemic. I wrote my book because I noticed that there was a disconnect between what I was seeing written about superbugs, which are antibiotic-resistant bacteria, and what I was experiencing in the hospital. I'm a physician and an infectious disease specialist, and I take care of the patients who are infected with these deadly microorganisms. And I found that there were really two different ways that this story was being written about. There were the newspaper articles that were tend to be about a thousand words about the emergence of some new superbug and focused on the genetic mutations that might be causing them. And then there was the highly technical scientific research papers that were being written in these esoteric journals that very few people read about. And what I noticed was that there wasn't something really targeted for the lay reader that focused on the people who were involved in this, not only the researchers and scientists who are trying to find cures for superbugs, but also the patients who are living with them, and also the people on the pharmaceutical side who are trying to figure out what new products should they invest in. As I highlight in my book, there are lots of people doing heroic work that's unsung and that's kind of under the cover of darkness, and no one really knows what they're doing. And so this book is really a celebration of all of the work that people are doing to attack what is one of the most threatening new menaces to public health. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be surprising. One of the things I found is that a number of my sentences are rather long, and I had to take several deep breaths while I was performing the the sentence. But it was an interesting experience trying to see how these words that I had wrestled with over really a period of almost five years had all come together into a, a unifying story. And so it was, it was kind of fun to sit there and go through the book and as I was reading the sentences remember where I was when I had written, you know, chapter 2 and then three years later written chapter 7 and how it all comes together in a, a single sitting was really a unique experience. I realized I had trouble pronouncing a, a number of the German words that I had included in the book... The one that comes to mind first is versuchspersonen, which means experimental person. And it was one that I wrote with ease, but had very difficult time pronouncing. But I'm glad I included that in the book. And it was one of those things that the next time I, I write a story, I will certainly be thinking about the pronunciation of the words I choose to include. I'm excited that listeners are going to be introduced to so many of the scientists and researchers who are trying to come up with cures for superbugs. And it's not just about finding the next great antibiotic, it's also about finding new ways to detect these bacteria and these fungi and parasites. And diagnosing them more quickly will also be a major contribution to the attack on this very dangerous new public health emergency. I hope that people will be excited to learn even more about all of the remarkable ways that doctors and patients and scientists are contributing to this effort. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Mark Marin. I listen to his podcast almost every day, and there's something about his delivery that I think would fit well with this story. you know he uh, I consider to be kind of a neurotic mess, a lot like myself when I'm at work. And I think that his narration would probably fit well with the tone of much of this story.
2: Hi, this is Sister Helen Prejean. I wrote my book, Dead Man Walking, because I had to write the book in a way the book wrote me. After coming out of the execution chamber in the middle of the night, knowing that the American people were never going to get close to this, I was a witness, and I felt I had to write the book to bring the people close to what was really happening. If I had to use two words to describe what it was to record an audiobook, I'd say very carefully, because you can't make a sound even the rustle of your clothes, if you move the slightest bit, the microphone, very sensitive, picks it up. And then when you're reading word after word, paragraph after paragraph, sometimes your tongue would just like get stuck. And I'd have to do like a paragraph three times in order for it to come out clearly. And it's very much a team effort. So Jessica Kay and Jesse Snyder are there watching the words, listening for the sounds. I had a feeling it was going to be intense. And yet in another way, because the team was so good, they helped me through every line. And I felt confident that whatever I did put out, even if I had to do it over and over again, it was going to come out as it needed to and was going to be good on the, in the final product. What I'm most happy about That's going to come out in the book is the description of being with people during an execution and being there with victims' families and support group with victims' families who have had loved ones murdered and then being with the family of the one being executed, and then also the stories that emerge of the people that have to participate in the process of executions, all that's going to come very close to the readers who would have no way of knowing all these things. One thing that I'm the most deeply convinced about after having traveled to all the main cities back and forth in this country and talking to the American people and the people who have read the book is I'm amazed how, how much they don't know. There's not much information they really have about the death penalty. I mean, the death penalty that most people say they believe in is not the death penalty we have. And so it's so important to get the story out, not just to get information out, but to get it embedded in story. Because story brings us close And when people hear a story, they're using their own imaginations. So it's a very intimate process of going into the death chamber, of the horror at the crime, of looking at the suffering of people, then raising the questions. It's got intellectual content in it. It's got empirical facts in it. It's got philosophical arguments in it. It's got religion in it but story is the only form that can hold all these things. And we're made for story. It's coherence for us. It gives us meaning. And I know that the more we can get this story out, and the quicker we can get it out, the quicker we're going to put those killing machines behind the blue velvet ropes in museums. And we can see it, We can really see the shift happening in the country now. So we're like in the last charge to finish it off. And I hope that as this book circulates and as people listen to it, it's going to do that. It's going to help the wave hit the shore.
0: This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.
2: For more
1: behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com backslash next listen.